In order to become more, you have to want more, but then do more. Unknown. And now it's time for It's a Word Podcast. Let's go! What's going on, beautiful people? Oh my goodness! Hey! Hey, I'm here! It's your girl, Golden. Welcome to another episode of It's a Word Podcast. I know, I know, I know. I was not there yesterday. I did not publish the episode yesterday, which was Tuesday. Today is Wednesday, but it's okay. It's all right. I made it. Let me tell y'all something. You know how sometimes you try to follow a plan or a schedule and you just try to stick to your to-do list or you're trying to like compensate for the time you don't have and everything just falls apart? That was me yesterday. I mean, I was like, okay, I got to get to this podcast. And I was in my, it was in my thoughts and heart and intentions to do the podcast yesterday. But I kept falling behind and behind and behind. My day yesterday was such a clusterfuck of like nothing is falling falling into place. And you know how that happens and you're like, you know what? I'm not even going to fight it. I'm just going to go with the flow, just go with the current and not even stress because I'm not going to make it. And that was me yesterday. But yours truly is here today. I'm with you today. I'm super excited. I'm super stoked that you're here to listen to this podcast and to hear what I have to say. Listen, today's episode 10, and that's why I was especially particularly excited about doing the podcast yesterday because I was like, whoop, whoop, sister made it to her episode 10. Uh-oh, watch out. I made it to episode 10, and I'm really proud of that. I think that, you know, it's a milestone. For me, it's very small. I mean, it ain't no thing, but you know what? Hopefully from 10 to 100 to 1,000, who knows? Who knows? But I'm here to stay, and I'm so grateful for your time and that you are actually, you know, for those of you supporting, the, I mean, there's actually listening ship. Like, I can see, you know, where my podcast is being listened to, and I'm really happy about it. I did not even think that I was going to have at least even one listener when I started doing th- uh, this, but I guess, you know... Mama's catching a little spark, not an entire flame, but a little spark, but enough of that. How are you, sis? How was your weekend? How was your beginning of the week? I hope that everything is working for you in your favor. I hope that you're well. I hope that you're in good mental health, and I hope that you are um, enjoying life and loving yourself. You know, um, I uh, I had a good, you know, I'm, I've had a good time. I've co- just come off of a really long weekend where my daughter was sick three days in a row and it was not fun. <laughs> of course it was not fun. So I was a little tired and maybe that's why, you know, my week kind of starting off started kind of like wonky because you know when you have sick children that you devote most of your time to them and then you're like you know, try to get back to doing things and it's kind of like, oh, you, you feel like you've left things unattended for a while because you have to take care of them. And that's just what it what it is, you know, hashtag mommy life. But let's get into this podcast. Listen, 
this is going to be an interesting podcast because um, for the 10th episode, I decided to talk about who? Me. Of course, me. Not in a vain way. I just thought that, you know, the question would probably be to my listeners, I assumed, what is It's a Word podcast and who are you? <laughs> who are you, Golden? Where do you come from? I'm not a celebrity. I'm not, you know, I'm not even a social media influencer of any kind. I'm not, you know, somebody that is even an entrepreneur where I would have a reason to come on air because I'm either trying to sell you something or I'm trying to try to sell you a service or I'm trying to get you into my company. None of that. None of that. So a little bit later on in the show, I will give you a little bit of an idea of where did it all start and why. It's a word podcast the origin but uh let's talk a little bit about um what's going on in cultural news so um to start it's not exactly going to be like cultural cultural news but just some things that i've seen um you know in the news the social media and stuff like that that i kind of want to talk about let's just briefly touch on the freaking coronavirus uh, I guess I could just call it a potential epidemics because at the time of this recording, I, from what I understand, there's already been cases that reached the United States. Um, and I was just curious to know, guys, like, are y'all worried about this? Like, how do you feel about this whole propaganda? You know what? I can't even call it propaganda. I don't want to call it propaganda, but I do want to say that it feels like it's um, there's a, a certain hint of sens- sensationalism behind how they um, they talk about it in the news. Because I would think that you don't want to um, alarm people if something like this is white, you know, worldwide spread, global contagion, all that good stuff. That you would want to instead arm people with solutions and ways to deal with it should we come to a space where it's becoming um more common like it's actually here here if it you know what from from where i stand it could probably be here they're just not talking about it enough in a proactive way but i feel like it's just a lot of oh you know woohoo boogeyman you know <coughs> excuse me the coronavirus is oh it's coming for you you know type of tease like the only post that I saw on social media, and you know, I'm not gonna, I can't use that as any form of like actual news or anything, but the only thing that I saw was this woman that was talking about things that you can do to protect your, like, you know, to kind of keep yourself on the up and up health wise so that you don't have to fear what the coronavirus is, which really it's, um, and they have yet, and I don't know, maybe you could tell me, but from what I read, they have yet to find an actual, you know, like vaccine or not cure, but treatment for it. So, you know, at the end of the day, guys, the goal here, what I want to say about it is that it's better to prevent than to heal. Okay. If you keep yourself in good standing with your health, you shouldn't even want to have the common cold because the common cold can be destructive as well. In the world we live in today, a common cold can easily turn into pneumonia. If it's not treated well, depending on your, you know, your genetic makeup and your sensibilities, your immune system and things like that. 
but I think that you know it's like this should be this should be a little bit more conscious effort to talk to people about ways to protect themselves, prevent the um, um, to do preventative things, so that we don't have to have a sense of over you know like an overstepping of fear like an over oh my god you know this is like like nobody really has an actual as of yet they don't have an origin to what and where this thing came from you know they were saying well it comes from china nobody said okay in china where how that has yet to be confirmed or proved so just to step away from the sens- sensationalism of it all and how oh, <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> oh talking about coronavirus i'm starting to cough oh no because i'm a hypochondriac i'm a hypochondriac and i'm a germaphobe the worst combination there is meaning anything that i have if i have a little cough i'm gonna start trying to self-diagnose i don't know if you like that but <laughs> i'm gonna try to self-diagnose and find myself what is wrong with me or i'm a germaphobe meaning I'm the type to walk around with like, you know, wipes and, you know, sanitizers and things like that. But regardless, um, my thing to you, sis, is this. You take care of yourself and you take care of your health and those you love. Um, Some things were suggested as, first of all, a funny meme that I saw was now all of a sudden people are more are, are more are concerned about washing their hands. Like, what was that concern before? Why? was why is not washing hands just a civil thing to do the human thing to do for that matter so you know things like um for instance i was reading some things natural things that can be done to help keep your immune system and your health up to par of course what i'm saying disclaimer is not a medical or medicinal uh way to treat anything or to really 100% protect so don't be going like oh golden said on her podcast da 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 I'm just sharing with you some things that I saw, uh, a few things that, uh, a few points, bullet points that I saw that was shared um, that I thought that I do, but that I also think that would be useful to you out here if you're trying to like just find a way to keep yourself um, healthy, which you should do on a regular anyways. There shouldn't be an outbreak of a disease to make us realize that we should be healthy. You know, that's just, that's just that. We should try to want to live optimally. Um, on a 365 basis so one of the things of course is drinking lots and lots and lots of water because um, one thing that I've learned um, that stemmed from originally um, I know that he's not the most popular he's more his name is associated more with controversy than it is really um, health healthy lifestyle but Dr. Sebi rest in peace was a big believer in that the mucus was the where the origin of a lot of diseases came from if it wasn't you know um dealt with so um along with diet you want to be able to remove buildup of mucus um in the body in the lungs in your head um because and, and by drinking a lot of water you keep your mucus mem- mem- excuse me membrane liquefied so that way things can run smoothly throughout the body and your body can flush itself and get rid of all of the stuff that are you know compromising to your um immune system and your um circulatory system uh, another thing that is really good to to drink i do that and i think i shared it before um they say to well i use either lime or lemon but they say that fresh lime and you add it to your water and you drink, it's a good way to detoxify. Limes, and I think lemon too. I believe lemons are great de- 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 detoxifiers of the body. 
So to drink that in the water, in your water, in the morning, and I do I do it at night. And you, I actually do it throughout the day when I can, just to help your body stay um, cleanse, allow it to cleanse itself naturally. Um, another thing that I um, that I read was um, thought. Excuse my 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 French is gonna kick out, right? I think it's pronounced thyme or thyme. I think it's thyme, actually. The herb, T-H-Y-M-E, to make tea out of fresh thyme. It's good, um, and if you put some lime, it's a good extra boost for your immune system uh, to drink that. Um, vitamin C, of course. Vitamin C is a good immune booster. So the whole goal is to try to keep your body um, in drainage mode to help the mucus drain itself if you have phlegm or post nasal drip or anything like that um of course a good old-fashioned antihistamine you can get benadryl zyrtec of course consult with your uh, medical professional to see which one would fit best with you mucinex should you find that you have a cough that cannot get rid of the phlegm should you find that you're congested um my my children um they have post nasal drip and congestion sometimes i suffer myself from sinus congestion so all of these things i think just helping going I'm gonna go as far as adding um, ginger ginger tea is excellent and peppermint good old-fashioned peppermint tea you cannot go wrong so I just wanted to share that with you so that you can take care of yourself sis because you know you're useless to anyone if you're not use if you're not into your if you are useful if you can't be useless to your excuse me you're useless to anyone to everyone else if you're useless useless to yourself and your health is your wealth Health is where it starts, and you should really want to like keep yourself on the up and up. So this coronavirus, I guess my thing is to say, okay, it's happening, it's real, you know. Every every year or every other year, whatever, there's a disease that comes out that's running, making us run up the mountains, run for the mountains. At this stage, we should pretty much have a sense of self-awareness and say, you know what? At the end of the day, I want to keep myself healthy altogether anyway and not have to worry about no scare for this to happen for for you know to want to make a make a change a healthy change for yourself so that's my two cents on that now the other thing that i want to talk about incidentally in great news in amazing achievement um there's a sister of course there's a sister she is the first person to successfully kill cancer in mouse in a mice using what they call laser activated nanoparticles her name is Dr. Hadia Nicole Green, and sister was able to come through with a potential killer of cancer. Do you know how amazing that is? Um, I find that I lost, and I'm pretty sure you can relate, I lost so many people to cancer. Um, recently, the, the most recent passing was I had two aunts, one last year in 2019 and one a couple of years ago in 2017. And it was the most devastating thing, especially when, devastating thing in my life, especially when you think that they're going to get better and um, they get better and then all of a sudden fruit, you know, that just quick decline and then that's it. So cancer is such a, horrible horrible disease horrible i mean it's just a killer it's just a killer of black women um women particular and i'm not trying to exclude all women i just it's just a, such a i'm getting a little bit annoyed as i'm talking about it right right now because we are when it comes to breast cancer we 
breast cancer, uterus cancer, uterine cancer, um, it's just such a killer of us. So to have a sister be able to find a, a, a way to kill cancer, literally, I think it's worthy of mention. And I'm going to read up more on it because I just happened to just see it. And I was like, oh, I got to make mention of her. I got to give a shout out to Dr. Hadia Nicole Green because if that goes, if that takes us someplace where we are able to eradicate cancer and save many, many more lives, um, that would be, it would be such a blessing. And it would give hope for those of us who have yet to, have, thank God, not face this disease, know that there would be a cure. And, you know, my heart goes out, of course, to everyone who's lost somebody that will not be able to benefit from that should this become something that can be accessible to um, people. Um, I'm really grateful for that. I'm really happy to read that news. That really made me happy. So that was that on that. Shout out and, you know, to our sister, Dr. Nicole, uh, Dr. Hadia Nicole Green, because that is truly amazing, an amazing feat. And I would, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see that there would be anything more valuable than to know that there's a way to get rid of cancer. So that's that on that. So I just want to say two things. First of all, I want to apologize because I'm in an area where there's a lot of wind. It's very windy today, but thankfully it's not snowing as hard. I'm really grateful for that. Looks like spring is on its way. So I'm super excited about it, but, um, it's very windy. So here, if you hear a lot of like noise and there's a lot of trucks and cars going to and fro from where I am I apologize for that I'm outside and also I do want to say that I want to really you know give a shout out to the nurses and the doctors and the medical staff that is actually fighting the coronavirus and, and trying to take care of and taking care of people who suffer with this because um, I don't know about the United States but I've seen footages of you know nurses dealing with cases of coronavirus of people you know that are suffering with it that are dying and it's it's an ugly thing it's a very ugly thing so I wanted to kind of make mention of that because you don't want to minimize they're risking their own lives as well to do this so it's it's absolutely you know an honor um, I really respect the nurse vocation um, my aunt God rest her soul was a nurse a lot of people in my family are nurses I just didn't have I tried y'all I tried to be a nurse at some point right so I went to like, um, what you might call it, to uh, certified nursing aid uh, program so I could, you know, start the process. When I first moved to um, upstate New York, I was looking for a career and they were like, oh yeah, you know, you could like, you know, if you make, you make good money being a nurse and stuff like that. And I thought, okay, you know, why not? I was unemployed at the time. I think I had left my job. I was working at Walmart and I was like, mm -mm, this ain't it, you know, <laughs> retailing it, career move, career change. So... I decided, all right, let me give nurse. Now, between you and me, sis, I know good and goddamn well I ain't got the stomach for none of that, okay? But, you know, I was lured to the idea that, A, ultimately, I could probably be good doing it. You know, if I learn, it's something you master like anything else. And the second thing is, mama was going to make some coin. I was going to make some buck. Because they say that when you stay in the industry, the longer, you know, in the nursing industry, then you make good money. Ultimately, you get a lot of perks you know the the um the the career takes care of you in your older days let me tell you something i went to the certified nurse aid program to you know and cna you start what's it you start as an aide first and as an aide you go to people's houses to kind of like take care of them in their homes so the very very first case that i was assigned after six weeks of training okay i'm talking about 
did teach you, you know, the basics of caring people with, you know, how to take care of their hair, you know, and then the last one, the big, the big, the big, big thing to learn was to actually withdraw blood should you need to, which already was giving me all kinds of qualms. I was not feeling the idea of, you know, doing blood withdrawal, you know, um, blood work. But I was like, whatever, you know, mama's got to do what she got to do. My very, very, very first, um, um, case or thing that, that I had to do. Actually, I just had to go to somebody's house and I had to f- cook for her and keep her company. She was an older woman and I had to do her hair. Um, I, you know, and it was like, I had only had to be there for like an hour. And I think at the time it pays like $7 an hour. Okay. So I was like, okay, whatever, you know, of course it's not going to pay my rent, but you know, the, the more I get cases, the more money you make. The second case which was my last case, was a dying woman that they had sent me to her house, completely invalid, and like completely, she was completely not, she was not there, okay, she didn't know who, she wouldn't know who you were or whatever, and I had to stay there from 7 in the afternoon to 7 in the morning, and let me tell y'all something, I was shook, I was like, nope, this is not the career for me. I mean, it was a very scary night for me. I was in this home for this lady from her home looked like a 1940s home, you know, with all of those weird pictures and whatever. And she was laying in the bed and she was like, all she did was go to the bathroom on herself and cry or yell or, you know, moan really loudly in pain. And I was devastated. Now, mind you, at the time, this was not a time, I think it was in the 2000, early 2000, this was not a time where I could just be on my phone and do things. There was no such thing as a smartphone. It was probably in, you know, in process to be produced, like in production, but there was no such thing as a smartphone. So, girl, I sat there and there was no TV and, or actually there was no cable, but the TV was on at the time. There was still some channels you could get on TV until they decided to ban that. And, oh my God, I, I remember it like it was yesterday and it smelled so bad. And I just want to say this. I'm not saying this in a way to mock or to bash the situation, but I was in, I'm just letting you know how it was. The atmosphere was where I was. And it was really this, it was so, oh my God, I was, I was, I was such in such a bad space. And then the nurse, the main nurse that checks all the homes, she came by and she's like, oh, so how are you doing? I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know how I'm doing. You know, I'm, I'm, def- I'm traumatized. And the girl, the, the girl, the lady had, you know, went to the bathroom on herself and I couldn't even change her diaper because she was in so much pain. If I even turned her, even though they teach you that in a, in a course, in the training, but I had to turn her over and she was like, oh, and like she would like let out a yell or a scream of pain. And I'm like, oh, so needless to say, to make a long story short. So when the, the main nurse came and she just did it, you know, she just changed the diaper one, two, three. And that was it. And I was like, oh, my God. When the dawn came, it was like six ish, six o'clock, whatever. I hadn't slept. The, the 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 girl that was taking my shift from seven to seven, she came. She's like, "How you doing? Whatever." And I'm like, mm. "I just grabbed my stuff. I went to the house, to my apartment at the time. I took off all of my clothes because I was permeated with poo smell, and I put them in a the trash bag. I threw them out. I took a shower. I went to sleep. I went to bed, and I said to myself, you know." that's what I wanted to do actually that's that's wrong I just went to sleep and I slept and slept and slept I was so tired the next day I got up 
I went to the girl's office, to my trainer's office, and I said, I quit. I'm done. She was like, no, I understand. You know, it's really hard the first day. And da, 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 boom, boom. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm telling you right now, I'm not built for this. So I don't even know why I'm telling y'all this story. Where was I going with this? Um, oh, yeah, taking care of the nurses. So nursing, I have such a deep respect for nurses. Um, you know, when I was, you know, giving birth and I would see what they had to go through <laughs> to deal with my ass when I was trying to give birth. It's, it's a lot. So anyways, shout out to the nurses. If you're a nurse out there, I mean, my heart, my hat tip to you, my, my heart goes out to you and you are the, you're, you're the salt of the earth. Like you, you are the, you know, you are the one, you're the one. So enough about that. Um, yeah. So let's get into it. Let's talk about It's a Word podcast. Why? Golden, who are you and why are you here? Um, and I don't want to make the podcast any longer because I don't want to make this about me. I don't want to make the podcast about me per se and just, you know, talk, be long-winded. But I did want to let you know where is this coming from? Because, you know, if you are asking yourself, well, this is the show where you're going to do one of the shows where you're going to find out who I am and what's the point of this what what am I trying to do with this right okay so hi I'm golden (laughs) I'm a mother of two I'm a black woman of Haitian descent I am a mother of two girls two daughters um one is five one is nine I call them the mamas so if you hear me in the podcast say I went to pick up the mamas you'll know who I'm talking about and uh I am, um, my oldest daughter has autism, so I consider myself an autism, um, I guess advocate, if you'd want to say. I really would like to ultimately, um, contribute, I am actually, excuse me, going to contribute my voice and my efforts to autism and mothers or parents who deal with children who, um, have autism, I almost said suffer, but I don't want to say suffer because I don't, I don't now where I am in life now. I don't consider autism a suffering or an ailment. It's a different way of looking at life. It's a different way of your mind to work. But I'm going to dedicate um, some of my podcast time, you know, throughout, you know, my, my, my journey on this to talk about autism and to kind of like help enlighten, share my experience um, um, to what autism and ADHD and children on the spectrum is about because I feel like um, it would help. And there's a lot of great causes already or celebrities that are, um, you know, making a, an effort to um, bring awareness to autism, such as it, um, Holly uh, Pete Robinson. Um, her son is autistic. Um, who else? Tony Braxton. Her son Diesel was is autistic. And when I say is, I'm just going to put a disclaimer. Some of them, I think, are air quote out of it they're able they've been able to successfully not be autistic anymore and i have yet to find out how that works where you can say your child is not autistic anymore because there's also the whole high functioning autism thing so i and i'm still in the very much the throes of it my daughter is autistic and adhd so it's i'm you know, it's a whole other ball game. I know that um, Tisha Campbell's son is autistic, and she says that her son is not autistic anymore. Um, who else? There was um, another celebrity that I had on my mind. I said Tony Braxton, Holly Robinson, Pete. I can't think of it right now, but it's out there. You know, so I would like to bring awareness to this, and also to lend my encouragement to mothers who deal with it because it's not easy. It's not easy. 
so that's that i am also um a vegan oh my god oh my god i don't want to cause a stir <laughs> because you don't know what i go through even just with doctors when you say you're vegan it's almost like you say you got the bubonic plague like it's a very it's funny because as much as we may think we are in a you know like open society where we like welcome people with different ways of life and whatever yeah right okay we are uh, if you're outside of social media like in the real world there's very 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 much a lot of narrow-mindedness and a hardship to kind of like see other people's different lifestyle and by different lifestyle i'm talking about sexuality only because it seems to me like um alternative lifestyle is only is mainly not only mainly attributed to like your sexual preference and we seem to forget that there are people with like different like ideas and way of life that are out of the norm you know like not out of the norm meaning not mainstream and as much as people want to think that being a vegan is mainstream it is not okay people look at you funny first of all people look think that you are like deficient or like like vegan is a deficiency and i had to tell the doctor this um a couple of weeks ago and i'm like look i don't want y'all to treat my child or treat me if you're gonna be the pediatrician if you're gonna have me see some specialists about whatever because vegans are not the only one that gets sick meat eaters get sick too Ooh, don't let me get on my soapbox me let me tell y'all something right now i don't care what you eat okay i don't care if you choose to eat meat kudos if you choose to if you choose to not to kudos if you're in betwixt between kudos that's all on you that's your life you do and even in the vegan community i'm i don't ride with the whole you know um vegan is uni unilateral because see for me personally i'm not even vegan like the regular vegans because regular vegans can eat nuts I can't. You know why? Because my children have a sensitivity to food allergies and eight of them at that. Okay. And that's another thing I have to advocate for is the lack of courtesy, societal courtesy to children. Man, I see, I didn't want to get on my soapbox. This is not the point of my podcast today. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. But it's like they have like a severe, a severe, which you might call it, um, um, food allergies. Um, and vegan is all about the nuts and the you know they have nuts in there and whatever the cashew cheese and i can't do all of that so i have to go another other route to deal with to to be you know plant-based which is fine i'm just letting you know that there's there are examples and there are excuse me exceptions to the rule and loopholes to everything so that's that now I am, uh, I've been a stay-at-home mom. I am a stay-at-home mom still, but I kind of have a side gig, you know, every so often. I do my podcast in my car because I am, um, I do deliveries to kind of earn a supplemental income until ultimately I want to start my own business. Um, so I do Grubhub slash DoorDash slash, what's the other one, Instacart to kind of like get a little bit of coins. But um, I'm a stay-at-home mom and I was, prior to doing this, I, I was like a stay-at-home, stay-at-home mom for like about five years because um, when I had my second daughter, it it became, and, and my, uh, my oldest daughter was having a hard, hard time at school. Um, and that's another thing with autism, your life is not your own anymore because everything is unpredictable and my daughter suffered a lot of anxiety and she suffered a lot of like um behavioral um transitional issues you know um and so i was called to the school all the time to come and get her or to come and help calm her or to like you know 
it's it's a lot but I'll talk about that in another time so being at home was the most the best thing for me to do um and I would do you know little things little jobs in and out jobs on the computer like data entry but these things were so you know um like not they didn't last long they were like periodic periodical or they were like seasonal or they were on contracts and it didn't last a long time but that's okay though and then my old my younger one started school this year so I was like you know mama's got a little bit of space you know I'm saying now what am I gonna do with my life you know so that's um the other thing so being a stay-at-home mom is not um it's not glamorous and for somebody like me it it's it was not a Oh, I'm gonna be home. I was not the. I'm not a Pinterest mom. Okay, I'm not the kind of mom that's gonna be like, oh, you know, let's bake cookies, girls. You know, <laughs> I was not a baking cookie mama. I was not a, 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 a arts and crafts mom. I mean, I I do it, but it it's it's it was bigger than just being at home. And again, no shade to moms who do that. I respect you because you 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 were able to do that with your children at home. I did not have that luxury because. My daughter, <laughs> I had to do a whole lot of different type of work, okay? I'll, I'll say it like that. Now, that you know a little bit about me, because I don't want to be ex- extensive, but um, yes, that's me. Um, the reason why I wanted to start a podcast is, is because, first of all, I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> I talk to myself a lot. Not in a crazy ways, but I, I always have... Uh, hmm, well, what do you think about that, like, situation, right? And I always thought to myself, well, you know what? How would I be able to translate that into offering value to somebody else? Like, you know, like, remember when I said in the previous podcast, I was like, ooh, ooh, you know, treat this podcast as you're getting a phone call from a good, good girlfriend, and we just chopping it up on what's going on. It's really true. Like, I really be, like, wanting to talk and say stuff, in a way where it would impact others and they could learn from it or they could say, oh yeah, you know what I mean? I never saw it like this and share my experiences. I honestly, truly wanted to share my experience with other women like me who are living an alternate lifestyle or who are a little different. Like, you know what I mean? And by that, I mean, listen, I don't want, I'm not saying that there's a stereotypical black woman, but as a black woman, I've encountered people who other black folks who would look at me if I say I'm vegan, they'd be like, oh, you vegan? Okay. You know, like, mm, you don't eat meat. How do you do it? Like, it's like, or, you know, you don't go to church. Oh, you know, you're not religious. Like, you're not a Christian. You're like, what's up with that? You know, like, and I've experienced where, you know, I don't have that look. So, and it's not to say that black women has a look. We're very versatile. But you know what I mean? It's like, they see you, you're stereotypical. And if you say you're not doing something that is an obvious trait of air quote being a black woman then you're seen as different and that's going to be for another conversation because I do want to talk about bullying one day because anyways we'll slide that in for another time the other reason why I wanted to do a podcast is because I wanted to it was a way if I have to have a selfish moment is another way to find my voice and now we're entering into the deep 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 which will hopefully be the Issa word of the of the podcast today. I wanted to find my voice. For a long, long, long time, for years, and I want to I can honestly say for almost a decade, in addition to postpartum depression and low self-esteem and lack of confidence, I suffered depression 
functioning depression, meaning you're depressed, but you still go through life because you have to. You still have to get up, go to work, or you still have to go take care of your children. But the level of emptiness inside was taking over my life so much so that I lost myself completely. I had no sense of identity. And that's the dark side of being a stay-at-home mom if you don't have any support, is that you lose um, the sense of social capital, meaning I wasn't going out no more. Um, No more, my God. I wasn't going out, period. I didn't have much friends, you know. I was absolutely isolated. And... um, where I am, I didn't have any family close by. Most of my family are in New York City or in Montreal. And, you know, I didn't have easy access to really that closest with my family. But either that, I just had a, I was isolated. So I lost my sense of self. I lost, which was already not there because, oh my God, see now I, I don't, I'm going to talk about that another time, but let me just give you a quick synopsis. So I felt like I had sunk so much in a deep, deep, deep depression that I lost my voice, literally, like my own thoughts, my own ideals. I became, um, I was just there. I was just the mom of an autistic child that needed my help. And then, then a mom of two children. And that's all I knew to be a mom. I was just a functioning mom. I wasn't even like a mom where I was present. I've always been present. No, no, no. I'm not going to say that. I'm very present as a mom, but it became all that gave me purpose. Ooh, that was deep because that's true. That was the only thing that I felt that gave me purpose or reason to get out of bed is because, oh, I have to get up and take care of the girls. I had to um, get up and take the mamas to school or I had to get up and make sure they eat and that was it there was nothing else about myself that i saw was of anything so that depression that depression consumed me for a long while one day i'll talk to you about how i snapped out of it but let's just say for the sake of time i snapped out of it and i would see others I would like I listen to other podcasts, mind you, you know what I mean? And I would like I liked it. I like to listen to people talk um, on on YouTube. I would watch a lot of motivational speaking and things like that. And, you know, how, you know, you share your story with others. It helped others. And that triggered something in me. I'm like, wow, I wonder if there are others like out there like me. You know what I'm saying? How can my story inspire others to want to find their voice or to better themselves or to do the whole self-healing, self-love, self-development, self-expanding journey, get on that journey like I am. Because at the end of the day, sis, let me tell you something. I don't care what you think you have in life. If you don't have yourself, you have nothing. And I came to that realization very, very, very recently. It's not like I've, I've been doing this for like five years and I'm like you know I've got the experience no 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 no. I'm fresh off I'm fresh out the oven I am fresh out the oven with this and I decided to myself I said you know what golden why don't you start talking why don't you start talking so you can hear 
what you're saying, how are you thinking, what are your dreams, what are your goals, do you still have any goals, do you still have anything that you want to do for yourself in this life, what can you, and most importantly, if your daughters look at you, what do they see? When your daughters look at you, because sometimes I underestimated, and I did that for a long time, I underestimated that because my daughter has autism, that there was a lack of awareness, and that is not true, but we leave that for another time. I said, when your daughters look at you, what do they see? Do they see a depleted woman that, okay, truth moment, truth moment, do they see a depleted woman, drained woman, that haven't like freaking showered for like two days because she's trying to keep up, keep, keep things together? I'm being honest. And she's just like, you know, completely withered. No youth about her. Not young, but no youth about her. No life about her. Nothing exciting about life. No, no, no light in her eyes. And one day I looked in the mirror and that's what I saw. I was like, wow, I don't even recognize myself. All this to say, I took, a, I took an inventory of myself and I said, man, I don't even have a voice. You mean to tell me that I can't even, like, I don't even have a a, a thought of my own? Like, I mean, where? So I had to go back deep and back. And I had to go back to my, into myself. And there's a, my God, I could make this podcast like two hours. I got so much to tell you, sis, but I don't want to, I already kept you so long. But listen, all this to say that my podcast was a way to, in finding my voice, help other women find their voices as well and actually create something where I could share stories or experiences that I've been through that other sisters, other women, anybody who listens to this podcast can say, you know what, Golden, I've been through that too. How did you deal with that? That's why I say, y'all, when y'all listen to this, send me your emails, explain to me, you know, talk to me, let me know what you think. You know, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that because then I can keep sharing and keep like showing others like, okay, this is what it, this is what it sounds like. This is what it looks like. This is how this, these are the things that we go through that we can overcome together the reason I called my podcast it's a word is because on social media in my Instagram or like on my Twitter or whatever every time I go on somebody's comment section like when they say something that is really poignant to me or that's really deep I go on their comment section and I go oh child it's a word exclamation point right (laughs) so I took I did and and honestly I wanted to start a podcast, but I didn't even know what to call it. I was like, I don't know. You know, like I, I didn't want to get too fancy with it. I just wanted it to be something that represent me. And I felt like if I just to start, you know, I'll call it. I'll call, I said, why don't I just call it? It's a word because my goal is to share a word that's going to want to inspire you that I would want you to go. Ooh, golden. It's a word like, you know, that touched me. You know, that made me feel good or that was deep or that was enlightening or that opened my, my, my eyes or my mind to something. So that's pretty much how I came up with the name. But my goal is to share things that are going to be impactful. And I decided to start the podcast, but I was nervous. Like I told you before, I was nervous because I was like, I don't like the sound of my voice. I have an accent that's a little weird. I have a bit of a lisp. Um, you know, things, all this, these things I was telling myself, I'm like, I don't know if I have radio voice. Like, you know, like would somebody be willing to listen to me talk? Because I can, I can either like sound, you know, I didn't like the way I sound, but I was like, no, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's about what you're saying and what you're saying could impact somebody, even if it's just one even if it's just one sis out there that says, you know what, Golden, remember when we talked, you talked about this, I was going through this, I was going through that, and I was doing that. And I was like, this is why I want to do this. And I've been doing it ever since. 
So that's who I am. That's what the podcast is about. My goal is to reach, to touch um, your heart and your spirit in a way where you are inspired to make monumental and small moves in your life and not to expect that the things that you want for yourself has to come from somebody else or that it has to be given to you that you don't have the power to actually even reinvent yourself there you go that's the word i was looking for mama went in the lab and decided to reinvent herself and i didn't want to just reinvent myself with new things it's not like i'm like looking for makeup tutorial and make my face look different or whatever whatever no 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 no. i went back to the lab and i looked at what i already had and i built on that meaning you start where you are with what you have you don't need to get fancy with it sis reinventing yourself has nothing to do with wearing prada and you know bloody shoes none of that reinventing yourself doesn't mean that and it can be a part of it if it makes you feel good i'm all for it if you feel like mama needs to go to the hair salon get herself a weave done do it i have no problem with that but the deepest and the best thing it starts it's going to be from within and that's what i did i went and i reinvented myself from within and it was hard it is still hard and that's what started this journey and that's what i want for you sis i want you to be able to say you know what and i'm gonna tie it in with what i said in the beginning if you want to become more you're gonna have to want it you're gonna have to want more for yourself you're not you can't be given more and then you're gonna have to do more Meaning what you've been doing, if it ain't been working, then it's just not working. You're going to gonna have to do something else. That's it. That's all. You're just going to have to try something else or you're going to have to like revisit what you're doing and tweak it. But it's going to be continuous, steady, day-to-day basis type of work where you're going to have to just say to yourself, nope, I am not going to stop. I'm not going to settle. I want more. I want more. I want more. I want to be more. I want to become more. I want to be all that I can be, all that I am. But for that, I'm going to have to do all that I can do to make it happen, sis. And it's all in your power. It's all in your efforts. You're not going to have it right every day. Some days I wake up, I'm like, fuck this. (laughs) Excuse my language. I'm like, fuck this shit. But you know what? I revisit. As a matter of fact, yesterday, I dropped my my, my girls at school. And I was like, man, bye. See, remember yesterday I told you it was, I said it was a clusterfuck. I started the day like that. But I made myself do what I didn't want to do. I said, you know what? I'm not going to just gonna sit here. I'm going to go for a walk real quick. I'm just going to go one loop before I start working. I'm just going to go one loop around the park just to get my blood pumping. I didn't want to do it. I literally sat in my car and I argued with myself. And I said, why would you do that? It's cold, first of all. Second of all, I'm tired as hell. I didn't sleep the night before. Why would I even bother? But then the other side of me said, hey, sis, you say you want to do more and you want to be more, right? You say that you have all these plans about a business that you want to open up. You got a podcast you got going. You want to be somebody. You want to do some things, right? Okay. So there's some days you're going to get up. You're going to be like, I don't feel like doing this right now. But you know, you're going to have to do it. Because you cannot just do things when you feel like it. You're going to have to do it when you don't feel like it. You're going to have to do it when you're not at your best. Because at the end of the day, these are the times that are saying that are actually revealing who you truly are. I took my merry ass right out the scar and I went for that walk. And I felt good about myself afterwards. I was tired as hell. I was. But I felt good about myself afterwards. I sat down in the car and I waited for my first order. And I said, okay. I got the blood going. I got my little workout in. It was just a loop. One walk. One, I mean, one, one loop around the park. But I did it. 
against my own, you know, whatever. So if you want to be more cis, you can be it. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. You can be all that you want to be. You can find your voice again. You can find yourself again. And you can make your life better than you can ever imagine. And I'm going to be with you all the way. Or at least, you know, whenever I publish this podcast. (laughs) And this, honey, is a word. Oh, 10 episodes. Hey, sis, I am so happy that you took the time to be here with me today. I know it was a long one, but I'm so grateful because... You could be doing anything else. So I hope that I provided you with value. And you got to let me know. So email me, isawordpodcast at gmail.com. That's isawordpodcast at gmail.com. I always look forward to hearing from y'all. And uh, that's that. I want y'all to have a great week. I want you to enjoy yourself, to live boldly, to laugh hard, and love yourself even harder. And I will be talking to you soon. Peace.